podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. We're so excited you decided to join us. Um, make sure you go over and leave those five-star reviews. If you like this, go over and listen to our other podcasts like the 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast or High School Hoops or Funnel Down Defense or Coaching Youth Hoops or whatever uh, whatever one of the seven in our, in our network that you would like to listen to. Uh, but before we jump in, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. They are always, what I love about Dr. Dish is they're always innovating. They're always making that a little bit better and that's what that's why i think they're the best machine out there we like i've said before we own three of them and i would not be talking about them every day if i did not believe in them mention coach unplugged they'll give you 450 dollars off and they'll give you a one customer service and then also what what helps keep the lights on what helps keep everything moving is teachhoops.com um it's for coaches who want to get better it is a one-stop shop buy a basketball coach for a basketball coach um, you know, I'm always working with my team 365 days a year, working on making us better. And I want to do the same thing for you. I'm giving you resources, one-on-one calls, office hours, a roadmap per se that will help you uh, become a better coach. And we offer a 14-day free trial because I believe you should come in and kick the tires around and see if it's right for you. If it's not, that's fine. Um, but I, I guarantee that you're going to love it. All right, let's head off to the podcast. Anyway, so we, we talk yeah. a lot. Well, that's, that goes back to kind of the Mamba mentality, you know, you have Kobe Bryant yeah. and, and he talks about winning and losing and like, no, 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 it's, it's growth. Yeah. It's, it's right. growth, constant kind of search for growth. And he doesn't define it necessarily as even as athletic growth in his more mature years, he was very concerned with spiritual growth and different kinds of, uh, of um, inhabiting himself. I, I mean, obviously, I think when things are going well, when you have a team that's bought in, when you have the talent, winning is going to be a consequence of those things. Yeah. And sometimes, and often the case in my high school team, we were very often the shortest team uh, in the state tournament. And we were consistently in the state championship game. And, and why was that? Because we were taught the joy of moving in concert with each other. We we had it, we took joy in finding a way of undermining more talented teams um, because we were able to play together. That togetherness too, I think, is a kind of, of joy. If you can, if you can figure out that that chemistry. And we didn't like each other all the time. We were a bunch of 16, 17, 18-year-old women. You know, there was lots going on behind the scenes, but when we got on the court, there was a certain swaggering joy that we took from um, the effort. There's nothing that takes the place of effort in the creation of joy. You can't step on the court, win or lose, and take joy if you haven't put in the effort ahead of time. Yeah. There's, there's, yeah. The effort is part of the joy. That and that's one of the great things about sports. There is no you can't check your phone mid practice. There is a complete 
um, immersion in a moment. And that is a joyful thing, especially now when we're so fractured all the time. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right in that. And I often think about that. It's like two hours, you know, in one day, my players are not on their phone. And they're that's fine. that's a spiritual gift right there. I want to go back to the uh, uh, sorry to cut you off. Sorry. That's there. good. Yeah. Um, I want to because I, I want to bring up this. You you mentioned uh, you mentioned earlier and I, I wrote a note down. I'm looking at it right now. Energy. OK, yeah. so here's what happens a lot of time, or here's what happens. That's not the right. Here's what happens in practice. Okay, You have your high energy days and your low energy days. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, we had a low energy day. OK, mm-hmm. low energy day. Right. And I had to stop several times to say, OK, what? Like you were just going through the motions. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I have I'm just I'm blessed with a very high energy or good energy team, right? Mm-hmm. Focused, they're doing high fives all the time. They're encouraging one another. I mean, it was, <laughs> there were a bunch of zombies yesterday. Okay, yeah. so you're a youth coach. You you have that situation come up. You know, you can A, to stop practice. You can get mad. You can just do something silly to get their mind off of it. You can stop and talk. What's on your mind? Like, what's going on? It's not like, like one or two. It was like uh, yeah. yesterday. Eight. And I think, you know, they, they, they're feeding off of that energy. They are. Right? Yeah. So what do you do in that situation? What would you do in that situation? Well. I'm putting you on the first, spot. No, I'm going to put you on the spot. And okay. my question is going to put you on the spot. My okay. question would be, what kind of energy did you bring into the room? You know, I thought I mean, Was that, that something... Yeah, no. I mean, I, that, that's the first thing. The coach, yeah. you know, and, and as a professor, too, you walk into the room and very sure. conscious of, all right, <laughs> this is where I want us to be. So I have I have to be there. Um, sometimes that doesn't work. Um, and then and then you have to bring your intuition into the game. There's so much going on with teenage girls. Yeah. There's menstruation. There's periods. There's boys. There's the swimsuit that they have to buy and they hate going in. There's all of this stuff. And, and sometimes it's insurmountable. And sometimes the best thing to do in that situation is let's just play knockout, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and sur- surrender is a viable option at times. And if, especially if you can, and that just takes kind of an intuition and sometimes you're going to be wrong. No. But again, going back to that notion is err on the side of compassion. It doesn't mean you're easy. That doesn't mean you don't run because compassionate um, coaching might in some case mean we got to take ownership for our own performance here. (laughs) But, but you know, and some, some practices are just not, are going to suck. Some days are going to be bad. And the great thing about basketball, especially for coaches is there's always another practice. There's always another game, an opportunity to kind of switch the energy around you had games that are terrible. Sometimes you just have to endure and get to the end of them. Never. And then let them go. (laughs) Actually that term, let them go is it, let it go is something that I think is really important, not just for that practice, but for the middle of the game. How do you experience an unjust foul? How do you turn the ball over? How do you, and then let it go. How do you let it go? Uh, And I think that can be practiced in the in the course of a practice first of it noticed 
yeah. named, needing to let it go, and then known, okay, this is this is how I let it go. That's when you come back to that breath, right? You're holding on to it, let it go, go on. Um, and the same thing can be done in small or large terms. Small in the, in the instant of the game when you throw that 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 crappy pass, let it go. Or after a practice, oh god, that was awful. Okay, we'll we'll let it go. We'll take what we can from it. <laughs> I know you're absolutely right, and, that, <laughs> and we'll move on. But uh, then, then go ahead. What kind of energy do you bring into the into onto the court? Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's not. A, it's often not about you. It isn't. But the energy you bring onto the court is something that you can model daily. And if you don't have it, sometimes I just say like, "Look, I need you guys. I need you guys to pick to pick it up because I'm 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 struggling today." Mm. So. I need you guys to pick it up. And so I'm saying, look, I don't, I need, I need you sometimes to get the energy up. And they like that. They yeah. like to say, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll bring it for coach because she needs help today. That's a good and point. so well, there's a. <laughs> oh, I was going to say what happened after the practice though, is my, I have a, a leadership council. There's three mm -hmm. girls on the team. Uh, and the one of them approached me because the other two were off. Um, vacation and the one approached me and she says coach I'm sorry like mm. that's on me like and I said well not 100% but at the same time right this is one of the things that you know we had talked about in the past which is empowering you what can you do yeah. right to help in the situation and here are the markers that you need to read and so I was teaching her like okay so you know that's I'm going to practice about energy and effort and we talked about it at some point feel free to say coach we need a timeout we're going to mm -hmm. go here and talk about whatever is situation is going on and then we'll come back to practice with you know some energy and effort mm -hmm. and I said you have you can absolutely 100% do that because yeah. and I want you to feed off I want you to be mature enough and recognize those situations. Now, I'm very, very, very blessed again to have three individuals who are mature enough mm -hmm. to take on those leadership roles and who mm -hmm. are not just, you know, they, they're okay. They're comfortable talking with their peers, right? Yeah. Pulling them aside and having those conversations. So you got to have the right people. But anyway, I think you're absolutely right. You hit the nail on the head if you empower your players to be part of the solution. We as adults don't always have to have the solution. And no, and they know that. They know that we don't. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. see right through us. No, yeah, exactly. So anyway, I I love that I, though. I love I and you bring up the the you know the talents. What are what are noticing? What are the talents of your team? That that young lady over there understands. She can see when someone's down. She's talking, she's a natural leader. Yeah. Great. Name it. You're a natural leader. Yeah. Known. Everybody knows this is one of our captains. Right. So notice naming and known. And then and then that person can step up into a role, whether she is a scorer or not, whether she's a starter or not, um, and embrace that role. And and it's not as though you're assigning it. You're just noticing already right. what she's doing. Yeah. And you're going to have if you have 12 players on the team, one or two are going to be that person. Just in terms of you know statistics it's probably going to happen <laughs> and i'm very fortunate to have three that are just outstanding yeah that's great never had three before and i'm like oh my gosh this is 
this is amazing, right? They take on a lot of the, they take on a lot of responsibility. And I put a lot of responsibility on them because I'm like, oh, like you said, I noticed it. This will, no matter if they stop playing basketball tomorrow, they can take these leadership skills and apply them to other things. And mm -hmm. I think as coaches, that truly is our job. The sport we play is just a vehicle for teaching, right? And that's yeah. the mentality I, I approach sports with. And as a coach who does teach or who's working with younger kids, I think it's really important that we're, we're connecting the dots between life and sport. Yeah. And it's a spiritual act. I said, tell my athletes yeah. and my artists, art is a spiritual act. Yeah. Athletics is a spiritual act. You're using gifts that you have been given and you're developing them with a purpose larger than yourself in mind. Yeah. That's that's a tremendous mindset, whether you apply it to sports or art or engineering or teaching. Um, and you don't have to define what spiritual means, although you might have your own definition. You might have your own tradition. And there's no harm in um, developing that part of yourself within this framework. Yeah, and we have a framework that we created too that encompasses all of what you know the 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 mental side, the the, the spiritual side. Or we don't call it that because that always you know it's hard. It's hard, and it's right. It's, Everybody yeah. has thoughts and feelings on that, um, but it really truly is. One thing I I I also want to talk about here is. You mentioned a key word, gift. It was on mm -hmm. one of the podcasts and it was, oh, Doc Shepler brought this up and he was talking about, you know, w when you're teaching uh, an athlete something new, you're giving them a gift. Hmm. He's The focus of the podcast was on shooting. That's his big thing is shooting. Yeah. And so we talked about the gift of teaching someone how to shoot. And that has really stuck with me and resonated with me. And if you think about shooting in particular, it's how we grade the game, right? How many yeah. points did you score? I'm not saying that's right, but that's what we mm -hmm. scored. You know, what's the first thing? I scored nine points today or I scored yeah. zero points today. I'm like, well, how many stops did you get? Well, I got all the stops on the team, but I scored zero points. You know what I mean? It's like, right, right. Okay, so I can give you the gift of shooting. Let's start there. And I never used to start there because I was more holistic, but man, what I realized, if I can give them the gift of shooting, we then that's the starting point, and mm -hmm. then it builds from there. Their enthusiasm for the game because they see the mm -hmm. ball go through the basket. Then they learn defense. They're more excited about learning defense because they're like, mm -hmm. "Oh my gosh, I can get the ball back! Oh, if I can stop mm -hmm. someone!" Right? Anyway, so yeah. talk about these gifts, and it changes your mindset and how you approach the game and how you teach the game. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, it's almost a toolbox. And we were speaking before about one of uh, the players you're coaching and this, this just a little change of, of uh, when she's catching the ball, she's oh, bringing it here. Then she's bringing it here. Right. And if you can just move so that your feet are first catch the ball as close as you can into the shooting pocket so that that, that motion is simplified. And a lot of what you're doing when you're, when you're teaching shooting, especially anything skill wise is you're simplifying the motion to the point where it's the most efficient it can be. That's right. And Absolutely. and that takes, uh, especially with shooting, um, getting the ball in the hoop 
at first is the only only thing. And then you want to be efficient. And in order to be efficient, you have to be patient enough to learn the mechanics that will allow you to be as efficient as possible. And a lot of youth players, they don't they're not learning the mechanics early enough. Yeah. And and they're having so that when you have the success of going through the, the ball going through the hoop, they have this uh joy that will not translate in years and years to come because now they're gonna have to relearn all the mechanics right. <laughs> in order to be efficient. So if you can give them that gift of just the mechanical um motion so that when they get older, the kid who's making all the points shooting this crazy. <laughs> thing um is going to have to relearn his shot completely and, and the kid who's not quite there yet but has the mechanics will start to will start to use that gift and 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 be more successful later and that's patience right that's yeah. that's another huge lesson in sport you are not going to get what you want right now yeah. what you're doing today and tomorrow and the next day and a year from now is on in a continuum of growth. And that's a really important lesson today. There's not a a measure of instant gratification. That's why it's joyful, not just happy. Yeah, it's like it's it's the same thing as parenting, right? As a coach, right? It's like, you know, what we're doing today, we may not see the fruits of our labor, but, you know, I always judge that as, you know, do they do they want to come back? Do they remember like some of the teachings? Like, and that's that gives me joy if they yeah. can do that. Not and I remember my great time, coaches, but... and I remember the people I would rather have never met on the court. Like, I've <laughs> but, you know uh, both of them taught me a great deal, uh, but I am have a tremendous gratitude for the ones who like Coach Gansky at um, Bear River, you know, who who took the time to know me. Yeah. And told me things I didn't want to hear all the time, but needed to hear. Yeah. Or I didn't want to hear, but needed to consider, even if it wasn't exactly right. Yeah, so, I, I, yeah, you're you're right. And I think that athletes today, we got to do a better job as a, as a whole telling them what they don't want to hear, right? You know, things, areas that you need to, and there's obviously ways to do that the right way, right? But, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're too without getting political or anything but we're always worried that it's going to come back as a coach to an angry parent oh you told my daughter she doesn't hustle enough and right uh yeah. you know those types of conversations that you end up having with parents well you know it's like, well, that comes it. back to how yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you have to figure out how you're going to say it and actually that's pushed the coaching profession and the coaching even in amateur levels you have to be more positive than the coaches, I, a lot of the coaches I had. Yeah. If if I'm going to tell a a, a, a athlete, um, you you're, you got to change your shot. I'm not going to say you have a terrible shot. I'm right. going to say you're going to have more success if you try this. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna give it if you have patience and you do this. You're going to be more successful. And then it's their decision. And and some of them won't make that decision. Some of them really don't care. And that's you just have to allow that too. There's there's a limit to what you can do. But that player, and we were talking about one of your players before yeah. the, the show begins, you know, that player, whether or not she goes on to college basketball or not, that okay, I want to try that. I want to get better mentality is gonna serve her for for her whole life. Yeah. And uh 
I would I would take 10 of her. You know? Yes, right? <laughs> I know. Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate you uh, taking the time to help her. All right. Yeah. Any final thoughts as we wrap things up? Anything you want to leave with our coaches out there? We, you know, we had a you know great conversation on a number of different topics, but is there something maybe we can just wrap it all up here with form at the end? It took a I long- guess coming back to noticing, naming. <laughs> And yeah. knowing the people who come on your court know, and and finding a way to acknowledge those things will let that person feel of value, whoever they are and whatever their skills are. Um, I don't I don't know. My um, email is maryvolmer at Gmail. If you have any questions for me specifically, um, I haven't done a lot of youth coaching. I, I work more with professional artists and NCAA athletes, but if there's some question or concern, I'm happy to, <laughs> to, to address it um, or, or to try. And if I don't know, I'll try to send, send you somewhere more fruitful <laughs> <laughs> well, in the end. Sure. Yeah. And uh, you know, we're very uh, uh, thankful uh, for for your time and sharing your wisdom with us on the podcast today. And, uh, um, you know, my message, I think the big takeaway for me uh, in this conversation was the word joy. Mm. I really like the, you know, summing it up with the word, you know, joy instead of just play, you know, it's joyful because you're right. It, it, that makes a lot more sense to me, it resonates a lot. So um, well, I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Yeah, Anytime man. I can talk sports and basketball, right? I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, because I think we already came up with our next show idea somewhere in the, in the <laughs> you mentioned something, a couple of them anyway. All right. So next time, Mary, we'll see you on a court. Uh, I am sure in the Bay area and thank you, yep. you again. All right. Thanks a lot, Bill. I appreciate you. Everybody, I hope you're enjoying this. If you are, maybe go over and check out Coach Collins' other podcasts, Teacher Sidekick and High School Hoops. Um, Subscribe, like, leave a five-star review. Maybe. And then uh, also you can go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. All right. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.